Welcome to Eureka Street Crypto. This is my anti-professional crypto channel. I'm just a barely sane dude who fell down the cryptocurrency rabbit hole. This channel is my fumbling attempt to communicate myself outside my own head about my journey in the crypto space. It is basically my brain dump. None of this is actual financial advice. Good morning, everybody. I'm Eureka John, and you're at Eureka Street Crypto, broadcasting live from Leander, Texas. It is 5.49 in the morning, and it is June 17th. Um, is that June 14th? Is that Juneteenth, or is that June 14th? I don't know, whatever. But um, yeah, this is uh, my morning crypto broadcast. I know I haven't been doing it every day like I used to, but uh, I want to get back to that. And uh, you know why? It's because uh, now I'm unemployed. <laughs> um, I uh, quit my day job um, working at a hose plant <clears throat> to follow my dream. And uh, I got this job at a, um, a crypto morning show. And, um, you know, at first it was full time. And then when the, the crypto market started declining, they said, hey, can you do 20 hours? I was like, OK, you know what? It's worth it. I will do that. So I jumped on with them. It has been a great experience. I've learned a lot. Um, it's like full fledged, you know, broadcast studio. Um, but uh, then I just got news yesterday that the show got canceled and that was what I was hired for. They'll probably hire me for other, you know, types of stuff. Um, you know, because it was contract work, but um, you know, at the for the time being, everything is completely uncertain. So um, that is the crypto market right now, you know. And I feel fortunate that I do have um, you know some savings right now to lean on while I look for some other paying gigs and jobs. Um, but uh, you know, I probably wouldn't have um, gotten out of that that hose plant um, that I was working at if that opportunity hadn't presented itself, you know, so I try to look at the silver linings of all this and I got to work in a live uh, broadcast actual studio. Um, it was really cool. Got to work with some really high end equipment for my first time that I would otherwise not have access to. Now I have that experience. So, you know, just because something might not go your way right in the immediate um, present or in the immediate future does not mean that things won't work out. Um, I did this this show every single day starting October 24th, 2020 uh, for over a year, did not miss a day. And I learned a lot about sound and video. Um, I learned a lot about how to speak about stuff live on camera and how, and I learned a lot about crypto. I learned, I learned how to interview people. All those are skills and, uh, those skills got me hired for that gig. And I have no doubt that these skills will help me get hired for other stuff. And it may have taken that little kick in the butt to get out of my little comfort zone at that stable job in the factory. I mean, however, the factory was, is over, it's like an hour and a half away. I was spending nowadays with gas $150 a week just to be able to get down there and uh, then lunch every day and stuff like that. So it's like $200 a week, just or $220 a week just to go to work and back. So yeah, you know, <laughs> is this live? Um, I hope so. Anyway, whatever, it's recording. Um, but yeah, so a lot of stuff has been happening in the crypto market. Um, the crypto market has like a Coinbase, not uh, not Coinbase. Was it was it Coinbase? 
Um, no, who was it? Uh, Block Coinbase is laid off like sixteen hundred people. Um, was it? Yeah, Coinbase is laid off sixteen hundred people. Um, and I think they were up to four or five thousand employees, but um, they overhired. You know, and uh, you know, people working in the crypto space. Uh, it, okay, I believe in this stuff. You know, I'm not. I, mean, I really am in it for the tech. It's why I'm back on my computer doing this stuff now, um, even though everything's in the toilet. You know what? Bitcoin's at twenty thousand right now. I don't even know what Ethereum is. I guess I could switch over here. I'll, I will take a quick look at the chart. So let's go over here to the charts and uh, let's see what, what so I'm going to talk about hypothecation in a little bit. But in the meantime, let's take a look at the crypto charts and see what's going on. Um, if I can get it to pull up because um, it's live streaming. But um, yeah, so Coinbase overhired, um, BlockFi is cutting its staff. Um, a, a lot of these crypto projects are cutting back on their staff, including the company that I started to work for, um, they, you know, cut the show, you know, crypto's down, they're a mining company, you know, that's what they depend on. And right now their revenues have been chopped down by half, you know, and miners right now are going for super cheap. So if you're looking to get into ASIC mining, now might be a good time to do it. So yeah, um, if you're looking to get into mining, <laughs> and you want to buy an ASIC, now is a really good time to do it. There's a company called CleanSpark that just bought like 2,000 miners, and miners are expensive. They can range from two, from you know uh, 4,000 to 25,000, $30,000, and they just bought about 2,000 miners. And so, you know, they're using almost in a way miners as the asset. You know, you can flip miners. You can buy them for cheap during the dips and then you can sell them for expensive. It's the whole idea of just, you know, buying cheap, sell high. Buy low, sell high, you know. As I mean, it's the cardinal rule of of doing business and it's how you do business. And uh, too bad I haven't really mastered that trick, but uh working on it, you know. <clears throat> but Okay, so let's go over here to CoinGecko and uh, take a quick look. I'm not gonna, you know, I, I, I'm not your your TA guy and your price analysis, your, you know, your technical analysis guy. I don't look at graphs or anything like that. But I'll look at the price right now. So Bitcoin's at twenty one thousand seventeen dollars and fifty three cents. Ethereum's at one thousand ninety eight eighty eight. Um, I mean, I think it's all gonna go lower, honestly. Um, Everything is kind of in this death spiral right now. You know, um, of course, all that Terra stuff triggered it off. And then um, some of these centralized finance platforms are having their own issues. Um, you know, there's all these layoffs that I was talking about. And um, yeah, you know, it, everything is just feeding on each other in this death spiral. But I believe that crypto and decentralized finance and things like that you know, uh, Bitcoin, um, I believe it's freedom and we can't forget the overarching principle. We are in a financial war right now. The SEC and the banking institutions, they do not like crypto and they're doing everything in their power to fight against it. I mean, the Fed rate hike, right now they printed money and they printed money and printed money all last year. Now they, they did a rate hike of 75 basis points. 
Uh, 75, yeah, so that's a lot, you know, and they'll probably do other ones, you know, 50 to 75, maybe even 100 basis points. And when that interest rate goes up, you know, people have to, you know, <laughs> a lot of times pay back their loans and they don't know where they're going to get the money. They need liquidity. And um, yeah, it, it just causes um, <laughs> a lot of pain uh, whenever the, the Fed tries to correct the inflation. Now, there's no way this inflation would be corrected and then you're talking i mean i'm saying this and i don't understand jack squat about the economy and how all this works but i i have been able to figure out this much anyway so let's let's talk about what uh i was going to talk about today i was going to talk about celsius but in order to talk about celsius we kind of have to understand what hypothecation is so hypothecation and rehypothecation are the words for today right so hey what's the word for today hypothecation and rehypothecation okay so uh, those two words for today. So hypothecation is when you agree to give a certain asset in exchange for a loan. Secured loans, including auto loans and mortgages, they require collateral. If you default on your loan, a lender can use that collateral to pay for the outstanding balance. When that happens, an asset, the asset is hypothecated. Even in your pawn shop, you know, if you hawk your guitar, that's your collateral. You are hypothecating your your guitar. And uh, if you don't pay back that $50 that you hawked up your guitar to get, uh, then they will buy, they will take your guitar, your, your Gibson or your Martin or your Fender, whatever it is, and it's theirs now. So that's hypothecation. So rehypothecation is, uh, well, say that pawn shop wants to borrow some money themselves. So they take your guitar that you put on hawk and then they, they put that guitar on hawk somewhere else. And that is a common practice. So rehypothecation is a practice whereby banks and brokers use for their own purposes assets that have been posted as collateral by their clients. Clients who permit rehypothecation of their collateral may be compensated either through a lower cost of borrowing or a rebate on fees. Um, in typical, in a typical example of rehypothecation, securities have been posed posted with prime brokerage as collateral by a hedge fund are used by the brokerage to back its own transactions and trades. Um, so this rehypothecation was a common practice until 2007, but hedge funds became much more worried about it in the wake of the Lehman Brothers collapse and subsequent credit crunch of 2008 and 2009. In the United States, the rehypothecation of collateral by broker dealers is limited to 140% of the loan amount to a client under Rule 15C3-3 of the SEC. Rehypothecation occurs when a lender uses an asset supplied as, as a collateral on a debt by a borrower and applies its own value to cover its own obligations. In order to do so, the lender may have access to a variety of assets promises collateral, including tangible assets and other various securities. So what does all this mean? Um, well, Bankless did a, um, a, a little newsletter um, about this whole Celsius issue and the hypothecation and what exactly was causing a lot of this. And it has to do with the staked ether. But before I get there, I want to talk about this article that altcoin buzz that I think so far explained some of this stuff the best to the layperson like you and I. Um, and uh, so I'll get into some of the points here. Celsius network game over for sell. Uh, Celsius Network is a peer-to-peer -peer lending platform allowing users to borrow, borrow and lend currencies, cryptocurrencies. The system is based on the Celsius Network native token, CEL. CEL is a ticker. Okay, so there's a difference between DeFi and CeFi. Um, DeFi 
is decentralized finance. And that allows you to take your crypto, like your Bitcoin or your Ethereum or whatever, and to go to a platform like Maker or Aave or uh, Yearn Finance or something like that, and to lock up your crypto as collateral and borrow against it. So that way, I mean, you could do something like, like if you need some, some cash for a down payment for a car, if you just want to buy a used car, you could lock up your crypto so you don't have to, to, to lose your savings and buy some investment. So um, what you can do is lock up your savings, borrow against it, and buy that used car, you know, because you have that crypto locked up in collateral. And you can see it because you did it through your, your wallet and you, you know, you made the transfer yourself. You can see it all on the blockchain. That's decentralized finance. And you've, you've gotten some, some ETH Ethereum and as a, in exchange for locking that up, you changed that Ethereum over to USDC stablecoin pegged to a dollar. And then you sent that to an exchange. You cashed it out for us dollars and then you transferred it to your bank. And then you use that money to buy that car. And then slowly over time, you know, with a very small interest rate on that DeFi platform, um, you can pay that back, you know, and then you can unlock your collateral. And I did that. Um, I've done that on a couple of occasions using Aave and using a couple other DeFi platforms. But the thing is, is a lot of people have been over leveraging themselves. Like they lock up their crypto, they borrow against it, then they lock that what they borrowed up against somewhere else to earn another high interest rate. Then they borrow against that, then they lock it up somewhere else and they earn another high interest rate. So they're out there triple leveraged, you know, earning some pretty good interest if the token retains its value and there's no market crash, you know, so it all goes good while the waters are smooth. Um, so let's see what Celsius is. So that's decentralized finance. Now centralized finance um, is things like Celsius, BlockFi and Nexo. And you lock it over and you lock your collateral up on, on a platform like Celsius, which I did. And I did to get a down payment on a car. And, uh, you know, I, I paid a very small interest rate, but I was able to get a good down payment on a car and make my car payment really low because I was able to put down a significant amount. I, I hocked up a bunch of uh, chain link and I put it on Celsius and I borrowed $4,000, you know, so, um, hey, and, um, and I was able to pay that back with no problem and everything went smoothly. That was um, over a year ago and it was almost two years ago. But um, since then, Celsius has had some issues. I saw warning signs of this, um, I guess, mid last year. Uh, I saw Alex Mashinsky, the CEO, like personally attacking Zach Prince all over Twitter. Zach Prince is the CEO of BlockFi. Now, I'm not going to sit here and be, you know, a judge of character, but I kind of am, you know, um, but what CEO really has the time to come out of their castle to go like personally attack their competitor and be like, meh, 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 you know, like and bitch all over Twitter about their competitors and talking smack and stuff like that. Like if I'm going to have my money invested in something, I want that CEO to have his or her head down working and, and working to, to make the company the best that it can be. I don't want to see them in some kind of pissing match with some other CEO and the other CEO, Zach Prince, he didn't even really respond. Like he's like, all right, dude, whatever. Like I'm over here just trying to keep my company doing good. And I respected that. 
Um, so he did not feed into Alex Mashinsky's BS. Well, that was my first sign that I was just like, I don't really like this or endorse this type of behavior. Um, uh, so I pulled my money. I, I, I pulled, I paid back that car, um, deposit loan and, and I got my chain link back and I, you know, I pulled everything out of Celsius. Like I just eh, wasn't feeling good. And then, you know, not too long after that, New York state or New York city, I can't remember which one New York starts to crack down on and, and regulate and regulate starts regulating on Celsius. And, uh, you know, they they discontinued the ability for the um, the people who have their um, money earning interest in Celsius to earn interest on it in the United States, you know, and uh, um, that was a, a another bad sign for Celsius. And then now we had the the Terra incident where Terra went into the toilet. And um, a lot of stuff, like I said, have been set off due to that. Um, so Terra was a major institutional pillar in the crypto space. Celsius has been a major institutional pillar in the crypto space. And so now I think that Celsius had a lot of, of um, money hypothecated in the Terra ecosystem. So they lost a lot of stuff. But this article here in Altcoin Buzz will go through some of this. So what is rehypothecation? So Altcoin Buzz starts with that. It's important for you to understand this term if we want to get to the bottom of what's going on with Celsius. When you deposit your Ethereum and earn 6% or USDC to earn 7.1%, what do you think Celsius does with that Ethereum? So you could deposit, I had my Chainlink and Bitcoin deposited uh, in in Celsius for a while and some Ethereum as well. And I was earning, you know, about six to, yeah, about four to 8%, you know, roughly. And I was getting my weekly, you know, every Monday driving to work, I would get a notification on my phone saying, you earned, you know, I earned like 50 bucks a week. I mean, it was, it was going smooth sailing for a while. So what do you think Celsius does with that collateral? Do they just sit on it and keep it in your account for you? Like all investment companies that work with deposits like banks or otherwise, they need to make money on that money to pay you interest. In banking, the term for this is net interest margin. That's a keyword where they charge 5% for a loan and they give you 1% in interest. That 4% difference is the net interest margin and it is one of the most important ratios in KPIs, key performance indicators in the banking industry. So, one of the things that I was bragging on about Celsius before was, you know, you, a traditional bank like Wells Fargo or Chase, you'll get, you know, 0.1 interest interest rate at best on your savings. You know, the high yield is maybe, you know, a 0.5, you know, or 1%. Oh my God, what are you going to do with that 1% on your savings? Um, and so it made the crypto banks, you know, centralized finance banks like uh, Celsius and BlockFi and Nexo really appealing because you could get at a minimum 4% on, on what you've locked up in savings. And if you just want to do stable coins like USDC, it's equal to a dollar. So there's no risk of, of it losing value, right? And so, you know, but what they're doing is they're rehypothecating what you your collateral that you've put in there so they are taking that and they are going and lending it out on other platforms they're getting a higher interest rate by yield farming on that by putting it into even higher deposit higher risk you know DeFi platforms and all types of other platforms and then they're getting that net interest margin so you might be getting eight percent 
they might be getting 20%. And so the net interest margin is 12% that they're receiving. So um, yeah, so how Celsius hypothecation practices can make your crypto go poof. <laughs> say a hedge fund wants to lever up their 10,000 ETH position currently priced at say 3,000 per ETH. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Uh, and Celsius is so and this article continues and Celsius is doing that too. Now it's not just them. The other leading CFI lenders like BlockFi and Nexo do it too. Um, so DeFi platforms do not do this. You know, Ave does not do this. Um, Maker DAO does not do this. You know, Finance does not do this. When you lock it up, it stays locked there. Um, okay, so in lending operations, so the the CFI platforms like Celsius, BlockFi, and Nexo, Nexo, they're not really that much different than what banks, traditional banks, are doing. You know, with their fractional reserve banking. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So, and if lending and lending operations of, of centralized exchanges like Binance do it too, it's a common practice and it's not illegal. And if done honestly and transparency, it's not unethical either. It's but it's rarely done transparently. And that's the beauty of DeFi and the blockchain because all that is transparent. You can see what's going on. So rehypothecation is when Celsius or other lenders are lending out your collateral to make money. But again, that's oversimplistic. What if a company decided to borrow money and lend that out to along with your collateral? Now we have a company that is operating as a fractional reserve, like a legacy bank. And a fractional reserve is, you know, a bank really only has to keep 10% of your deposit at a time. Um, in their their vaults so if you deposit in a thousand dollars they only have to keep a hundred dollars in their bank and they can go out and play with you know gamble with that other nine hundred dollars and uh, that's what legacy banks do and that's what we've been trying to get away from you know the whole but you know yeah and that's dangerous because a loan and investment losses are not just losses for the company but they could mean the loss of your collateral too so if you got a home equity loan and you know they used your home to sit there and and gamble with it then uh and and you know rehypothecate it and they they there's something happened and then they lose your collateral so or if they you know sit there and take your bitcoin or your your ethereum and they use it to put it into other defi platforms and say that defi platform gets hacked or loses their keys then that is gone and they have to figure out how to pay you back from that and in a lot of cases they can't okay so um, because loan and investment losses are not just losses for the company, but they could mean that the loss for your collateral of your collateral too. that collateral, the collateral that you thought was safe, by the way, this helps keep the price down the price of Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and other blue chip projects that have been around for a long time. Okay. So now with rehypothecation, we we're starting to understand what the problem is, or at least what the problem could be. So let's take it. Some of the recent facts about Celsius. So if Celsius lost fact one, Celsius lost 35,000 ethereum on stake count and this is a time when ethereum was worth about three thousand bucks right um so uh here's a tweet we are the first to report that celsius network lost at least thirty-five thousand ether in the stake hound key loss so um stake hound is a staking platform like rocket pool like lido where you can lock up your ethereum and stake it and earn interest and um yeah yeah okay so 
Stakehound lost the keys. They lost their private keys. That's a big no-no in the crypto space. You have your public key and your private key. That's what gives you financial autonomy is the fact that you have to be responsible for that. You know, And, and banks, they, they take advantage of the fact that people just want to be mindless drones and not take their own financial responsibility. And that's why we have the low interest rates and all the constant fees and abuse in the credit system that banks give us. And that's the that's why crypto has come about because of the abuse and the gaslighting and everything else that banks have done to the general populace. And so people have created crypto to try to get around that. Okay, so but there is the personal responsibility of having to hold on to your private your private keys. And if you lose those private keys as an individual or as an institution, you lose all your money. There's no turning back around. So Stakehound lost at least 35,000. Celsius Network lost at least 35,000 Ethereum in the Stakehound key loss debacle back in May 2021. So Celsius is bag holding over 42,000 Stakehound staked ETH in verified wallets. So the staked ETH is the token that you get back in exchange you know, for locking up your collateral. And so the staked token is, is a representation of your collateral. And that can be worth something. You can trade it on the open market, but when things get out of balance, the value of that staked token can go can go down. So uh, don't get me wrong here. Stakehound and or its custodian fireblocks have mismanaged the keys. And now Stakehound's staked ETH is now work, worth only a fraction of what staked ETH should be worth. So that staked ETH token um, is now pointing to lost Ethereum. So there's no Ethereum there for those for that staked ETH. So it throws the staked ETH and the Ethereum out of balance. So there's a lawsuit going on about it, but it's still Celsius problems. So Celsius can't say, well, it's Stakehound's thought. It's not us. You know, they're still in charge of, of what the decision they made to to lock up that Ethereum and earn interest on Stakehound. Um, so, the, and then fact number two, okay? So that was one thing that, that is, is caused problems in Celsius. Fact number two, they lost $50 million in the Badger DAO hack in December. This one they finally admitted after the founder and CEO, Alex Kmashinsky, was confronted in public during an AMA about it. Um, <laughs> Etherscan sh shows that $51 million was lost in that hack. How's Celsius gonna gonna pay back if people try to claim their money on some lost a lot a smart contract exploit, right? And then fact number three, Celsius has two hundred and eighty-eight thousand ETH staked in the ETH two contract. Now that's not a bad thing. But, you know, because we have the merge coming, the Ethereum 1.0, 2.0 merge, even though I'm not supposed to say 1.0, 2.0 anymore, whatever. Um, and that's Ethereum moving from proof of work to proof of stake. And the more I learn about proof of stake and proof of work, the, the less I'm actually enthused about it. But uh, that's for another episode. But here's the thing. The merge hasn't happened yet, and we have no idea when it will, despite what everyone tells you. And while we wait, that deposited ETH earns zero. And uh, we've seen numbers saying this 288,000 represents 22% of their total ETH hold holdings. <laughs> but uh, we believe it's a, a smaller percentage of this, but but still do the math. Uh, so a lot of their Ethereum is, is locked up um, in, in an ETH 2.0 contract. They cannot redeem that. All they have is is just the token that represents that, the staked ETH token. 
And so when that staked ETH token gets thrown out of balance by things like a, a stake hound, you know, lo key loss and stuff like that, and then the value of that staked ETH is not worth as much, and they have all that Ethereum locked up on the ETH 2.0 contract, and they can't get it out to help rebalance that, then there's a problem. And then what if customers like now during this downward spiral are all trying to take their money off and redeem their Ethereum and Celsius doesn't have it. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> so fact number four. So the, just those, those previous facts, they've lost up to $120 million worth of Ethereum. Um, between those smart contract exploits and the value loss and stuff like that. So fact number four, they're raising money in a terrible environment. Celsius is trying to fund their mining operations, but trying to do so now feels like a desperate move. Major competitor BlockFi is raising a down round. A down round is a big deal. It means they're raising money at lower valuations than the last time they raised money, which means the company is giving away more equity for the same dollars. Um, anyway, so yeah. Um, in fact, five Celsius lacks liquidity that they have to borrow to customer Celsius lacks liquidity that they have to borrow to pay customer redemptions. So I highlighted this here. We have verified again, thanks to Etherscan. That's the blockchain explorer. So you can see everything that's happening on the blockchain. That's transparent that Celsius is borrowing to pay customer redemptions. So when I got, when I paid back my loan, uh, or yeah, w w okay, no, 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 no. W when I pulled all my stuff off of Celsius after I saw what, you know, Alex Mashinsky's behavior on Twitter, um, I went and I, 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 you know, I did a transfer. I transferred out of Celsius that with, with DeFi, that automatically triggers the smart contract and everything is completely automatic and the money's there. You can see it on chain. With CFI, um, I had to put in, you know, a request to redeem my my money back and to pull my money out of that savings account, just like I would a bank. And um, yeah, uh, they have to, you know, it takes about twenty four to forty eight hours to process, and then they send it and they transfer it to my wallet. Well, if they don't have the money. You know, it looks here again, they, thanks to Etherscan, Celsius is borrowing to pay customer redemptions. Over $90 million in the last 30 days in the top two stable coins, Tether and USDC. Um, so unlike most of these where the company refuses to respond, Mashinsky has some strong words about it. He says that Cell manages interest rate risk by borrowing when rates are low, like now, and lending more when the rates are higher. He sees this as normal collateral management. But anyway, Celsius has not had the money um, between the Tether incident and between losing all this Ethereum on uh, DeFi, uh, on, uh, on hacks and on, um, you know, the staking platform losing their keys and then the ETH platform having, you know, their Ethereum locked up while staked ETH loses its value. I mean, there's just a lot of things combined that are really making Celsius go insolvent. And uh, this is a problem, man. Um, so this is scary stuff. But like I said, you know, we are early in the crypto space. And I will just go ahead and conclude it because I'm at 30 minutes. But um, all this stuff is experimental, you know. And I, I am, I'm passionate about the opportunity and the freedom that all this stuff is, but I'm also very 
aware of the risks that this is taking and the battle, the financial war, the soft war, as Jason Lowry, um, the Bitcoiner, likes to call it, that is going on between the financial institutions and the people struggling and striving for independence and freedom and autonomy. So, and I've lost my ass in, in, a, in a lot of ways, um, including the, the job, the dream job that I got, you know, but um, I'm still going to chug along and I'm still going to keep trying. And I'm going to still keep working and still try to keep increasing, you know, my value through my skills and in uh, my higher ability. And, you know, if I can, you know, grow this show, that would be great. So if you haven't subscribed or give a thumbs up, please do so. It helps in every way. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and try to bum money with this show. This this show is my sandbox. It's my message in a bottle to try to get things out there and put things, positive things out there in, in the world. So, um, but uh, yeah. Um, anyway, that being said, it, I just wanted to talk a little bit about you know, what was going on with Celsius. I have a lot more stuff to talk about every single day now. Um, so I'll see you guys tomorrow, man. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll hopefully, uh, we'll see what happens in the crypto market. Things probably won't honestly be getting better anytime soon, but we'll figure that out together. Right. All right, man. Later. Thank you for making it to the end of this program. If you actually like this content, give a thumbs up. And if you want to hear more, just hit the subscribe button. I'm available on YouTube, Odyssey, and BitChute, and on all the major podcasting platforms in audio version. Spotify specifically. If you would like to follow and leave a review, that would help a lot. I am also available on Twitter at EurekaJohn1. That's E-U-R-E-K-A John, J-O-H-N, and the number one. My DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. Thanks again.